I'm William Andreessen, host of Speaking with Students, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. podcast thinking it was a different podcast like i don't i don't know uh, the, <laughs> maybe you know, thought it was my ed tech life with fonds yeah it's like, true ahead, you could have, that would be a weird mix up a confusing thing maybe you thought it was a podcast about ted lasso i could understand that because we did that for a while but um it is the high tech podcast where we are here to talk about education technology will and i's thoughts if you're just listening now and you're like, who's Will? That's my co-host or other hey. host or host or person, whatever we've been calling each other at this point. Um, <laughs> Will, how you doing, man? I, I think host. Um, bye-bye. This is the second week in a row where I am just hyped up on ibuprofen and making things work. Yeah. So I got to get over this cold. This, this, Folks, all right, yeah, we'll just go right to it. It's about a week and a half after Thanksgiving right now. In 2023. Oh man, you broke the magic. This, this I was episode... gonna pretend. All right. Gonna, All right. Well, you I was know. Pretend. Hold on. Oh, let's rewind back. Okay, we're <laughs> back. <laughs> okay. Um. No, no, no. See, Will is out of it because it's post New Year's Eve, and yeah, we yeah, had a yeah. crazy New Year's Eve. That's why. Woo! It was nuts. That's why it's like this. Like, man, <laughs> Christmas was just forever ago. Am I right? But ah. Nailed it. Wait, 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 wait. What was that, Josh? Uh, I said Christmas was forever ago, am I right? Oh, well. That was I'll close. get better at this. That was there. At least I heard it this time. Yes, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> oh, oh we're man. Fun. Yeah, it is another week. We are into season six, the second episode of season six. I'm going to break the fourth wall again. I'd love to tell you that like, man, it was so great doing episode one. And now we're into episode two. Will and I haven't recorded episode one. We have no idea how we started season six with you all. Um, I hope it was great. I (laughs) think it was fantastic. I think we nailed it. We did it so well. It was our best podcast episode ever. I am wishing that into existence right now. There we go. That's how it looks. But we are on episode two which comes after one, but was recorded by before one clearly makes sense. I'm super excited for this week because we have two guests, not one, but two, right? You thought you were listening to a podcast with just two people, but it's actually uh, going to be four, what? four people. Wait, that's a what? deal. Oh. <laughs> like I, I was two? confused for a second. I was like four. <laughs> we didn't get four guests. And then I realized no, there's us. Total people. We are two. You and me. We are, are two. two. We exist. Yeah. I believe we exist. Therefore we exist. Okay. Um, we. Coquito <laughs> ergo soon. Yeah. Yeah. See, I added a little bit in there. I'm glad you picked that up. Um, okay. So uh, we are super excited for this. We are joined by uh, Elsa Freeze and Scott Fresket. Uh, who is from the app alongside. Yep. We are super excited about this. Uh, Will and I, I like we, we, we do this all the time. We like, we get interviews. We're like, we're going to talk to people, you know, and we're like, it'll probably be fun. And then it ends up being super fun. And that's what this conversation was. Um, it is yes. it's super cool. What alongside is doing. It is a really cool app uh, that I'm not going to tell you much about because we're going to be talking about it in the episode, you know, spoiler alert. You know, um, why would I, why would I do that? That would be ridiculous. Anyway. So, uh, it's super awesome. We're gonna be talking to them. I'm just saying there's a llama in your future. That's all I'm saying. Okay. That's, it's going to be great. So what, let's not, let's not burden the beginning of this episode with any more statements from Will and I, uh, there's already been enough. Uh, with that said, let's go join Elsa and Scott to talk about the app alongside. We appreciate you all taking the time with us and for joining the mayhem that is the high tech podcast um let's let's roll into it we'll go with scott first uh what is alongside how how did you come up with the idea what's the background of this in my opinion wonderful tool yeah um well thank you um you know at its core 
alongside is an application. Um, it's uh, an app that students can access on their Chromebooks or students can access on their you know, Android devices or iPhones. And it helps um, provide access to mental health support. And so our end users are students or middle school and high school students predominantly in the United States. And uh, we work exclusively with schools. And so schools come to alongside or our team because they're looking to um, overcome staffing limitations um, and really cover all their students with uh, evidence-based mental health support. That's a beautiful thing to do. And yeah. we all know that that's a pretty steep hill to climb, unfortunately. There's resourcing issues, effectiveness, uh, just even getting the kids to commit and participate can be tough. I have a, I have a friend who was a, a school counselor for quite some time. I mean, it's it's a very important thing and yet not always as easy. So so alongside then is going to make this easier. Yeah, I mean, that's it's trying to get this in the hands of the students, maybe even bring them into the process. How does that how does that work on the day to day? If something's happening and someone's using alongside, is it the teacher or is it the student? Yeah, I think um, so. Uh, logistically, um, students access alongside on their Chromebooks, on their phones. And so maybe we'll use as an example. So I'll just put on uh, my uh, my eighth grader hat right now and I'm at school and I'm at a public school in America. And um, the realities in the school that I'm in, and this is published data, is that schools in America are 100,000 school counselors short of where they need to be to provide proper coverage. And so in that reality, I'm a student who's going through big emotions, uh, stressed out about something, dealing with anxiety, or maybe slightly depressed. Um, the latest data showed that about 45% of adolescents in this country are persistently sad and depressed. And so, you know, I am either, if my school district has alongside, going to my Chromebook, going to my phone to access um, and get access to mental health support. And, you know, my colleague, Dr. Fries, can go into more detail what this is. Or my counselor or my teacher is seeing me acting out or needing help or struggling to self-regulate and is directing me to a quiet, calming corner in the classroom or directing me to the counseling office where then I can jump on alongside and get some real-time help. And so really it's about a world where, you know, sometimes students don't always want to open up to the grown-up. Sometimes your counselor, your teacher doesn't have time for you, which is often the case. And so then alongside is an app-based solution so students can have real 24-7 um, support, not just in school, but anytime after school as well, too. Okay. When, uh, so to Dr. Freeze then, and you might both know this, but I'll, I'll, I'll share the mic, if you will. When that student opens up the app, are they getting in touch directly with you? Or are there things that they might get immediately that are like um, prompts, uh, reflections, options, mm -hmm. other things for them to consider? What's that look like? Yeah, great question. So they do not get to talk directly with me or anyone on our team. Some kids would be disappointed. Some kids might actually enjoy that. Um, so <laughs> how we have tried to actually make this a really low cost and scalable solution is we have worked very hard with our engineering team to develop a AI powered chatbot that is 97% therapist written scripts, tips, tools, and 3% kind of AI magic that's helping kids get through um, and find, uh, get to the right resources within the app. And so I like to think of AI as the facilitator, it's the guide, it's kind of making it all work together. But the core content and the advice we're giving is developed by uh, doctoral level clinicians. That's that's super cool the 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 idea of bringing in a resource like that to be kind of trained but then also bring people to eventually better resources right of the things that could help them not necessarily 
uh, an AI robot helping helping counsel the student, but like taking them in the right direction seems to be kind of the resource that you're looking at. I'm curious what what because uh, it sounds like as we were kind of prepping for this episode, Elsa and Scott, that you kind of there was kind of a combined relationship that guys got you somewhere to where you're at alongside i'm curious also like what got you in this direction of going down the ai route and and taking that resource because i could see some people going i i don't want to go that direction like i could could see some people not going that direction so i'm curious what what pushed you that way what was kind of the interest and why uh how you kind of got there uh yeah i'll i'll take this one um great question josh um, and and uh, kind of the what's the origin story and why did we head in this trajectory with the current um, manifestation of alongside? It was about two years ago. Uh, me and my colleagues were looking into ways to help address the youth mental health crisis. So it was around the time where um, the U.S. Surgeon General, this was like in 2021, released a um, a, a, a report that said, hey, this is a crisis. It's not going away. Uh, COVID has put a spotlight um, one. It was about the time that the U.S. Department of Education is a 100-page white paper saying, like, our students are struggling. Um, and here's, a hun- here's 100 pages of, you know, what we should be doing better to support them. Um, <laughs> and everybody was scrambling. And so uh, me and my colleagues yeah. were saying, hmm, you know, we previously created an organization that was delivering, um, like, uh, was supporting schools with learning outcomes. And so we know that with limited resources in schools, that schools are often looking to use, they're, they're, they're trying to hire technology to solve some problem that they can't otherwise do. And so with providing more access to mental health support, we were like, hmm, should we uh, maybe do some mentoring and facilitate better mentoring in schools? Should we maybe um, work on helping to change school culture and doing professional development around that? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we can use this new thing called like chatbots. This is like early days. This was before chat GPT really exploded, yeah. but we were looking into it. And what we did is we ultimately went to 85 teams across the country and started asking them questions to say like, oh, wow. okay, what kind of mental health challenges are you facing? do you go to someone in your school like a teacher and a counselor to get help? If not, why not? And so really after working with teens, these like 13 to 17 year old students in the country, we said, hmm, really what they're looking for is something that's 24 seven. It's a non-judgmental, so it's a safe space. And it needs to be in my native language too, because a lot of students, especially their feeling language is not English. And so that's when we went back to some early versions of chat GPT. And we're like, what is this thing? This thing's crazy. It would never work. And we're like, no, it's actually like kind of, kind of working pretty well. And so that's when we had the idea of like, could we mirror a little bit of AI with, you know, clinician grade, you know, content, enter the amazing Dr. Freeze, my colleague, and then package that up. So like safe AI is what some of our partners are calling it to deliver um, okay. clinical grade intervention uh, to students. Okay. Okay. That's super cool. I like the concept of safe AI. Um, yeah. That's the, the only the kind of AI that I like, frankly. I the don't... safe AI? Yeah. It's yeah, like, that's... I don't know. It, it gives me a picture of uh, uh, what was that big inflatable robot from that one Disney movie? I don't big know. Hero uh, 6? Yeah, Big Hero 6. I don't remember. I'm starting to lead into a conversation not really remembering what this thing is called. We're going to call it Safe the AI robot. or fluffy robot. Uh, that's what I'm going to call it from now on. Um, I feel that's the picture I'm getting. So I'm curious that Elsa, from your side, how do, how do you, how do you fit for our listeners who don't know much about this, right? And I, the reason I think Will and I are asking is right because we we know the initial reaction anywhere to AI and education is usually a polar opposite. It's either I love it or uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is coming to kill me. Like that's basically kind of the reactions I get from people. Um, the, so I'm curious from your end, how do you kind of fit into this? And what does it look like working with this AI to try to get kind of this clinical part of it? in? I'm curious, like, how does that all work of what you guys are doing there to make that happen? Absolutely. You know, I'll just start this off by saying we're in no way trying to replace counselors, mental health therapists, 
we see the school mental health support team, those are our most critical partner. And we want to work alongside them. We want to help reduce clinician burnout. And we want to strengthen what all the amazing work that they are already doing. And so for me, just personally, technology scares me. I actually hate it. Um, I break every phone, every computer within like yes. two months of having it. Um, yes. It's Yeah, this is lasted like two weeks. It's great. But I, I say that as the baseline as, you know, what we're really rallying around is technology as a vehicle in a way to increase access in the context that we are in like a mental health emergency right now. 22% of high school students are reporting, seriously considering attempting suicide. Over half of high school students are having symptoms of depression and anxiety. Um, so really my role and goal is to, again, the tech hater in me, is to say, how do we make this really just facilitate delivering the evidence-based strategies that we've developed with decades of research and put that in the hands of teens in a way that it's understandable, it's fun, it's engaging, and doesn't feel like a lecture. So one tangible way just to think about this and how AI, why I came around to AI is, um, you know, thinking about putting a worksheet in like an online learning platform website and then you're like, you're trying to give instructions and how to work through it, the kids to self-help. That's not really fun and engaging, but we can train chatbots that both have set scripts that we make and a little bit of generative AI that actually like walks through, it troubleshoots, it answers those questions. And we make it safe by we say like, this is the scope. You're teaching this one skill, this one worksheet, I am telling you the skill in worksheet and your job is just to make that digestible, feel like a conversation and feel approachable to kiddos. So, I mean, in something as simple as some breathing exercises, right? If a student's mm -hmm. feeling anxiety, they might be able to describe that well enough that the bot understands it and, and replies back, well, why have you tried a breathing exercise? Like that could be a very easy low level thing that could actually make a difference in a kid's life yes. right there in the moment where there's no professional around and yeah. otherwise they might spiral downward negative negatively um like an immediate intervention i love that i'm now i went for something i've personally experienced i would expect to be in there um but i'm assuming it has everything from small breathing exercises to like triage and trying to figure out if it's depression anxiety exactly. larger issues Exactly. We can help with, uh, oh gosh, I forgot how many issues we can help with now, Scott. You probably have to give me the exact number, but a myriad of issues. And we have over 126 of these kind of like coaching modules or skills. So as you said, that's anything from calm down in the moment, how to make a study plan, which can reduce anxiety for an upcoming test, um, how to resolve a conflict with a friend, like when you get in trouble, this is my favorite one. When you get in trouble, how to just not make things worse for yourself. That's my, one of my favorite <laughs> modules. Wait a second. Wait a second. That. Do you all have a family subscription model? Can I use this? <laughs> yeah. To get I was say, does this apply to adults? Does it have to just be kids? <laughs> it is actually really funny. Um, a lot of our teachers use it. Um, I think for work conflicts, their real life as well. In yeah. addition. Yeah. Well, everybody you know, needs a little bit of how to just not make situations worse. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's actually really hard to do. Like that's a skill yeah. you need to learn. <laughs> One of the, um, you know, I think also just to really anchor for all the listeners is, you know, alongside is this, uh, it's a chatbot app. And so really what schools see is we're helping to deliver like the five minute conversation that kids need. So again, I'm gonna put my eighth grader hat back on. I work with an eighth grader here in Providence, Rhode Island, and I get to go and see him once a week because I'm his mentor. But like when I'm not there, like 
his teacher is trying to pull, you know, 150 kids a day. There's two counselors trying to cover like 700 kids. So like, he just doesn't have anybody to talk to. And so when something comes up and you just need that five minute conversation, the mascot in our app is a llama. So kids just go talk to the llama for five minutes and they say, I'm stressed out or I'm really worried about this test or, um, you know, I broke up with my girlfriend or something, whatever it is. And so to Elsie's point, we're matching just a little bit of AI to help you feel seen and feel heard, but ultimately connecting you to that five minute clinical exercise to like calm down your breathing, take a different perspective, do something, and then get on to math class and then get to the next thing or not be, you know, a behavioral issue in the classroom. And so, you know, the two ways is me that being the eighth grader is I just pull up alongside and start using it. Or my teacher or counselor sees me probably misbehaving or acting out and directs me to alongside or the calming corner to kind of access it. I love Super that. Cool. I love that your mascot's a llama, by the way. I, that's, that might be the thing that just won me over. Not that I was like against it. I just a llama just made me further over the line. I saw it um, on the website and I was like, oh, that's a cute image. But now to know yeah. that that image is your mascot is the item. Yeah. Like if I if I want some you know five minute conversation, I want it to be a llama talking to me. So I feel <laughs> like that's a that's a good move. Um, I'm 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 curious here. Will and I've been asking a bunch of questions here. One of the one of the things I think. I'm curious about, I think other people would be in the midst of this, right? The five minute conversations or the, these helpful situations. What does it look like in your app? I'm sure this has had, had to come up where something does end up having to get like escalated. Like something is a, is a serious issue, right? That's beyond even the AI's capability to navigate them around. What, what does that look like? Right. Where somebody has to get escalated up to a, to a, a different situation. Absolutely. So this is where we really take that partnership with schools and districts. This is really central to our approach because we want to be that step or that route into getting more in-person support. Um, so if anything comes up around suicidal ideation, self-harm, abuse, harassment, anything like that, we're monitoring for that. And what happens is we um, work with the district to configure alerts via text messages okay. or emails to really integrate into their own safety protocols. Every school, every district kind of has their own way of handling this. So we work with them to integrate seamlessly into their protocols so that someone knows. And while we are doing that, we're concurrently trying to provide um, the best support we can to students through walking them through what's called a safety plan. And so this is one of our key tools that we use um, for students who are exhibiting suicidal ideation or self-harm or even homicidal ideation to basically have them identify what are those small things I can do in this act exact moment that's going to give me a little bit of hope, help me calm down, and regulate if I have a lot of high emotion going on and who can I reach out to in addition to the school counselor supporting that student. Okay. That's very cool. I like that you're, you're connecting into the already existing things. I think that's very cool that you're acknowledging that and finding ways to kind of, like you said, come alongside the name fits perfectly with kind of what you're trying to do and come into that. Um, yeah. It's really cool. One of the things that, um, you know, Josh, thank you for asking this question because it's the first question that comes up with all our schools. Yeah. You know, so Elsa uh, previously mentioned um, uh, the, the latest uh, CDC data, 22% of high school students in America seriously consider attempting suicide. So if you're at a high school in America, that means one out of every five kids in high school is seriously attempting, thinking about attempting suicide. And when we speak with school districts, they're like, oh my gosh, the, you know, every single one of our kids is going to be talking into the app <laughs> that yeah. they're needing of help. And, and there's no way we can handle all these notifications. And, yeah. you know, yes, we, we're short staffed, but like, there's no way we'll ever be able to handle this. In reality, what we see, because we are creating the safe space, 
is that if you do open up to the Lama about thoughts of hurting yourself or something like that, really, it's just like you're asking for help. And so what we find and what we see is that it's less than 1% of users who do have a severe issue that triggers. And then that goes directly to the school support team. And what the school support team finds is that, you know, schools in America, they have, they have assessments and they have kind of monitoring tools. You know, think of this as like the once a year um, test you take in gym class or, or twice a year test you take in health class. Schools know that no one really answers those, honestly. So they're missing a bunch of kids. And so yeah. what Alongside is doing is it's catching those silent kids who the, they, they never would have found and it's giving them a, a channel and vehicle to kind of on-ramp to that in-person services. So um, everybody's biggest concern is like, oh my gosh, we're gonna get so many notifications. It turns out that's not true. But what actually happens is for that small population, kind of the, the students that are the silent sufferers, we're actually helping to on-ramp them to proper care. Hmm. Love that's that. really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I love that is uh, part of my background was working with some younger kids in high school, middle school before I came into instructional design. And uh, it is, it's a tough situation where there's students who don't want to talk about those issues. Mm -hmm. Like the, they, um, and providing an avenue to feel comfortable for that, just in that self, that connection and helping, um, as you mentioned, right, that I, I think counselors who are overwhelmed and struggling to deal with those things to find the time to be able to slow down and be able to help each student with the mass load that they have is very difficult. And so any kind of support like this, I think is a really cool idea. I, I think the, the thing that was coming to my mind as you were describing it is that you're what you're really doing is you're, uh, to your point, Elsa, you're not trying to replace counselors or find the spot. You're You're going into the holes that exist that are not going to be filled and can't be filled because yeah. nobody has the space to do it right and so you're coming into that area to kind of help that i think that's really cool that's awesome yeah and and the internet youtube even has provided a lot of access to mm -hmm. bad but but also some good information about how to address your own mental health but that assumes agency that the student's going to go out and find this as a tool integrated into a district, it's available to them. It, they just have to click. They get told about it. They know the llama. There might be llama swag around the district, right? These, these <laughs> things are then are in front of them and a part of the, the language. I, I love that in a way, what I would expect this is that it becomes a part of the culture, that it's something that's re related or, or, or relevant. You know, if, if I think about conversations with family and some other people in my life who aren't as... Um, comfortable with their mental health or with it as a subject it takes a lot of priming and it takes of actual work to get into a conversation with them about their mental health so to know that this tool is becoming a part of the process i, I don't want to belittle it that way right but like that it's available and it's in the fabric of education i would hope to see i, I was joking about the family subscription but it would be great that they could kind of go on from school and eventually can keep using services <laughs> like these long term right because we all need to be healthy. We all need those opportunities. I love, I love that it's available to our kids who are in some ways some of the most vulnerable because otherwise they don't have the tools. They don't have the access. They don't have someone advocating for it either. Um, it's so true. Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to go off on that. It's, you know, one thing I love to talk with about teachers or, or educators is you know, every student is coming into school every day with an invisible backpack that might be weighed down with all the things that happened that morning, what happened historically, you know, stress that they're facing. And so, you know, what we're really trying to do is one, like help understand and make that backpack visible. But as you said, for those students who are like, nope, this is mine. It doesn't feel good to talk about. We're like, great. Okay. Your backpack is heavy. It's bursting. It's overwhelming. What are those small five minute tools to organize it, to clean it up, to help it feel lighter, and even to start building and equipping other tools in your backpack that then you can take out later if something does happen in the future. Yeah. That's really that. good. I love that. 
Um, it's we it's, it's one of those easy cool. ones to be saying it, but like, yeah, I'm happy you all are on the on the podcast because these are the things that I didn't I wouldn't have known this was out there. I've only ever heard of one other platform like this, um, and I've never seen anything about it. Uh, but but Josh and I are people who not only can do this podcast and get this out there, so more instructors know about it, districts know about it, but I know instructional technologists and and directors of technology in districts like this is the thing i'll be sharing around i i know that so it's not just platonic like oh i love that i'm not trying to be nice like we're very excited to hear about these these resources yeah. and how effective this is super cool um do i'm thinking it could be worth uh, a, an attempt we'll break a fourth wall here for a moment the podcast is now on a new platform we have the yeah. opportunity the option to do screen sharing uh, if Scott is ready, I think I see he is. We'll try out some screen share here. If we can even see um, alongside in action, we'll see this llama yeah. on screen. Now, for for as he's getting ready, uh, feel free to take over whenever you've got it, Scott. I'm just filling time. Um, <laughs> for podcast listeners, this is more um, motivation to go watch us on YouTube. You'll get to see yeah. what's going on, but we'll try to be as descriptive as possible for yeah. those who are just I'm going to describe everything he does. Oh, please don't. I think that's probably the best thing this, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. We can see it. That's awesome, Scott. Thank you. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Um, well, uh, so this is what we're showing here is the typical way in which students get introduced to alongside is in a 15 or 20 minute class activity. You know, you, you, you start the school year and you're in English class or you, you go, or you're in social studies class and your continuity teacher says, Hey, we got this new thing, or maybe it's a push in activity. So your counselor comes in the classroom and, you know, after working with teens, they're just like, don't, don't have the grownups try to tell us what it is. Just, just go to a website, just play some videos. <laughs> They're like, just, just get, get, the, get the adults yes. out of the way. They're gonna screw yeah. up. And so, you know, what's interesting is, um, you know, you know, all they do is they play a quick video. There's teens and I'm just, this is Ava. She's actually one of our interns. So there's five teens that talk about mental health, why it's so important to take care of that invisible backpack that Elsa mentioned and kind of like how they start to use alongside. Um, Ava, again, then just walks you through how to get started either on your Chromebook or on your phone. And so you always have access to this. And so that's kind of the getting started. And what the real game changer is here for our partners is that instead of thinking like, oh, we need you know, 30, 45 lessons. So every week we got to teach something. It's like, no, this is a 15 minute exercise. We get kids signed mm -hmm. up. And then they have it in their pocket for the rest of the year. Um, okay. So, so then, you know, students just log in with their school issued email address. Um, I'll just log in briefly here um, to our demo account. And Josh and Will, you can still, you can see everything. We're in this yeah. environment. That says want to continue yeah. our chat. I'm just so staring at can... the llama, man. I could. Yeah. I could... <laughs> we love llama. And kiwi. Kiwi is blinking back at you. Um, uh, it has a name? name. It's yes. named Kiwi. Ah. Oh. <laughs> the hardest decision in the founding of this company was naming the llama. I, I, I kid you not. I kid you not. <laughs> so, so everything we're looking at here uh, is the Chromebook version of alongside okay. and that's mostly how alongside gets used between the hours of 8 and 3 p.m in middle schools and okay. high schools in america because um you know kids have chromebooks they're in class yada 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 um it's after school hours that we see most of the usage on phones uh, on okay. the app and so um we'll, you can see here on the in the left hand bar um, there's videos that students can access um, okay. these are curated videos to help with, you know, um, breathing techniques, uh, current events that are going on, my meditation and mindfulness videos. Um, and another nice thing about this is as you start chatting with Kiwi, it takes into consideration the topics you're talking about and also curating video content. It's going to be really helpful for you. Okay. Uh, there's a chat experience. We'll go go in this. Uh, we'll come back to this in a second. And this is where students spend most of their time. 
Um, there's also a journaling section as well, too. Uh, this is really popular with some of our ELA and content area teachers because they're making like their warm up activities or, yeah. you know, their advisory period about like, hey, go into the journal on the long side, you know, oh. respond to one of the prompts here and just get writing. And so it's just cool. a safe space to write and practice that idea of taking, you know, the, the thoughts and the things in your head and just getting it down uh, somewhere else. Um, but, but the real meat of alongside is this experience. And we talked about the five minute conversation that students just yeah. don't have access to. Um, maybe I'll, you know, Elsa, I don't know, any, any interesting prompts that we're seeing students share recently that we should uh, share with Kiwi today? Oh, so some time around this year, we're coming up on finals. What I saw today was I feel like a failure. Yeah. That and resonates. So what, yeah. what we're, and before I even just enter this, just for, for you guys to see, every single time you start a conversation, we're always reminding the student, like this is a safe space. This is private for you just to talk to Kiwi and get some help. Because a lot of students don't want to talk to the grumps. You know, don't feel like it's a safe space. That said, every student knows that, hey, there is, you know, there are ways that we would share um, what you're talking yeah. about. If you talk about harming yourself, harming someone else, abuse, or someone you know who's risk of harm, uh, who, who's at risk of harm. And so yeah. um, it's always there. Um, but so what we'll see here is... Um, you know, I feel like a complete failure. And anchoring back on this this point that we started the conversation, uh, Josh and Will, is, is really about the merging of clinician-grade content or a clinician-grade intervention and AI. And so, yeah. you know, one way to think about alongside is, is we're just delivering, you know, evidence-based, you know, basically five-minute worksheet exercises. That like, if you do that, you will feel better. Your anxiousness, your stress will go away. But like, no one really wants to do those. They're kind of boring. They're unengaging. And so, <laughs> you know, so, yeah, you know, we don't want to do it. So the way that we are hiring artificial intelligence is we're hiring it to give a little bit more of a personally validating response. So when you say you feel like a complete failure, Kiwi says, I get that. Sometimes it's really hard. We feel like we aren't living up to expectations or achieve what we had hoped. Just remember that you have value far beyond your accomplishments and mistakes. And so just like saying, yes, Kiwi hears me. Okay, I'm willing to finish this exercise and go through this evidence-based activity um, you know, that is developed by Elsa and our clinical team. I'd like so pausing to there for a second. just a few... Yeah, observe a few pieces of this, though, that I think um, be useful for listeners not on YouTube, but also uh, if someone's looking at this and not observing some of very intentional decisions I suspect you're making here. One, the first message came up by its own self. So there's, what, uh, three, four lines of text, but it's one long sentence, two long sentences, but yeah. it's, it's one text. And then it and then it makes look like it's typing again, and then it sends the next message. I have some strategies and advice, but there's there's some intentionality that I'm expecting, like, you want the student to spend time with the first message, which is what you're talking to, Scott, that personalization, that that it's not just straight to the strategy thing. It's it's what in marriage we we often my wife and I talk to about, you know, are, is this time to listen or is this time to act? Are you trying to give me something to do or something that I want you to hear? Right. You're putting those things in play with the user interface itself. It's, it's not yeah. even not even the stuff you've written, how that text comes up first. And it waits a second, it shows typing, typing. Then the second message comes through, gives it the sense of a, a lack of urgency, actually. It slows the pace down. And then the the user, the, the student, has two options. And there are two bubbles, and it looks like two more kind of text responses they can choose, just like they're using their phone. There's a couple of those pieces I wanna, I'm observing. It feels like a phone conversation. It feels like texting. And it doesn't have the urgency that some sort of even in just a regular conversation, you know, a friend, you say something like this to a friend, they might kind of escalate 
as quickly as possible. They want to, they want to respond. Uh, This is slowing it down. And I, I really appreciate even just those, those little pieces besides the actual content itself. I love that you noticed that. (laughs) Also, I would say shout out to, we have just such an amazing engineering and product team who are thinking through these exact things. So the longer the text, the slower it takes to like show up and appear. So it kind of slows you down, gives you time to digest. Yeah, it looks um, like Scott picked a strategy. So this yeah, cool. it's like popping um, up other options. This is a great, so I want to go back to about five or 10 minutes ago. Elsa was explaining that the way that we, you know, one of the things that's really powerful. So um, again, I'm putting on my counselor hat. I'm putting on my teacher hat. And I see, I see kids struggling with tons of different issues. My middle school and high school kids are just, there's a myriad of issues. So what we are doing and alongside is based on whatever you're writing here and what you open up about, we're able to map to one of 38 different issues that you're likely having. Is this anxiety around tests and grades? Is this you're not sleeping too much? Is this you're having relationship issues? Does this mean you're having trouble at home? And so based on that, then the magic of alongside is that uh, my colleague Elsa and our clinical team has over a hundred different clinical exercises and activities that are mapped to these issue areas. And so then it's, a, it's kind of a choose your own journey as that student to say, hmm, you know, what would be most helpful? I'm feeling like a burden and I want to be kinder to myself. Maybe that's what you want to work on today. You know, maybe it's, I want to plan a challenging goal that helps me gain self-confidence. Um, and so there's these different activities um, you know, Elsa, you know, you know exactly who wrote which of these activities and scripts. Like, which one do you think would be fun to show to Josh and Will today? Oh, we need to bring some Blanca into this okay. conversation. Um, Dr. Blanca is one of our amazing uh, script writers. And, you know, what she brings is a lot of techniques around self-compassion, self-acceptance, mm-hmm. mindfulness, um, and so let's do that first one. I'm feeling like a burden. I want to be kinder to myself, which is um, a, a quick exercise pulled from the self-compassion literature. And, and, and Josh and Will, going back to kind of what, how we started alongside, hey, you know, when me and some of my colleagues were thinking about what we could do, you know, really make a difference in schools in America to help address the mental health crisis, Every single, single school district in America needs a Dr. Blanca Jare in their school. Like she is amazing. She is, she was a men, she's, she's been, I think, 15 years a mental health counselor in New Mexico prior to getting her PhD. She's incredible. But the reality is, is that like, again, as I mentioned, we're 100,000 school counselors short in America's schools. So there's just a shortage. And in that environment, like, how can we package up? you know, Blanca's magic. How can we package up Elsa's magic? Are there a colleague, Guido and Clark, and take, you know, their expertise and techniques and cognitive behavioral therapy and other modalities and deliver them in this environment that's accessible, you know, and non-judgmental. And if I want to talk in Cantonese or Creole or Spanish or French, I can also have this conversation in my native language too. That's awesome. That's so cool. I, I like the idea. I think I want to highlight that for a second, Scott, of what you're talking about. The the idea of using this to bring out skilled uh, counselors in this area who, in a normal way, could not be involved in these conversations because of the, their limitations, where they're at, the dynamics that they're in. Um, I love this because I think this is an example of like where Will and I talk about technology a lot. And the area is that often any reaction to especially newer technology. And I still put AI in that category because I feel like every other day it's like something else happened. Uh, they So like the, uh, the, the dynamic of it is I think for us to react uh, in several different ways, but there are ways for tools to almost take our, we can use it to bring our humanness out in different ways and expand it in ways. At the end of the day, a tool should be able to be 
be helped in that way. So I love that that's the perspective you're taking because that's really what you're trying to do. You're taking the humanness of very skilled counselors and helping trying to plug holes that um, exist that otherwise wouldn't be um, in that area. So that's a really cool perspective. And I like that, that idea. I think highlighting that is really powerful. And I always love a GIF uh, for, for our listeners. There are GIFs on the screen. <laughs> it's a turtle. So, so uh, Diego is our our uh, our persona here, and Diego has admitted to feeling a burden. Wants to be kinder to himself. The prompt has encouraged Diego to feel better. You can get back on your feet. Find a way to feel a little a little better. And right after that is a GIF of one turtle just pushing another turtle to get up off their back. And, you know, one of one of the things I'm glad you brought this up, William. Like we're laughing here, guess. Um, you know, alongside is a is an app built for teens. And, you know, the if you really wanna add value and create something that teens are gonna like, you have to involve them in the process. And so this past summer we started our first um teen internship program. And so we had twenty uh, adolescents from all across the country. They were getting on Zoom every single day, chatting on Slack, working directly with Elsa and the clinical team, looking at images and gifts and things that were going to be most appropriate. And so they're kind of like, you know, alongside is essentially packaging up clinician grade intervention um, content and support, but really kind of with that teen kind of, you know, cleanse or deep clean, right? You know, it's like teen approved. <laughs> Um, and so, you know, they, they were reviewing all the content and all the experiences here to make sure like, Hey, I'm a 13 year old. Yeah, this is appropriate for me. Hey, I'm 17. Oh, I'm not too cool for school. I would still laugh at this and it'd be really helpful. Um, Critical lesson I learned. Not that many teens have seen Anchorman and thus the I'm in a box of emotions GIF does not resonate. It really hurt my soul deeply <laughs> deeply you know i i think it's gonna be harder and harder to accept in fact you might want to throw a prompt in here for some of the teachers you know that anchor man's like 20 years old at this point like who even knows <laughs> might be older than these students let's not talk about that <laughs> but in you all reality we... you know <laughs> i make a lighthearted one... Sorry, I was going to say the number one we request we get well from our school-based partners is, uh, this is amazing. We're hearing kids in the hallway talking about Kiwi and their conversations with Kiwi. Uh, I, I heard this girl tell another girl, like, go talk to Kiwi. Like, this is fantastic. Um, now, where's the teacher app or where's the staff app of the version yes. of it? Okay. And, yeah. you know, and it, it's it's in that you know, for, for everybody listening that, you know, is staff or is a teacher or is a school counselor. Um, you know, I think the reason why our partners are asking for that is because you can access this whenever. And, you know, we've talked to a lot of them because, you know, we could provide a lot of professional development and support and training, but school leaders know that like, that's just one more thing. That's asking that someone come in for more time or attend this thing. And, and sometimes that's just not the most accessible way as a staff member in schools to get some support or get some help or think about your craft. And so actually what we hear more is like, let's, our staff is using this and like it, but like, yes, is there a staff version, which might just have a little bit more of a adult bent on the content, right? Um, so we hear that a lot. <laughs> that's funny. That'll be, that's a, that's a future, future idea. I mean, I'm, I'm going to take that opportunity to say, is there anything, you know, this, this is a full package. This is fantastic. This is doing the work. Is there any big upcoming improvements, anything that we're, you're excited that this, the kids will get more of soon or something like that? Uh, I'll leave that. I'll start that one off with Scott. Um, I think, um, maybe I think about this two ways. So one is, um, on the student side, I think we're, we're doing a lot of, uh, we're doing a lot of brainstorming on what's the next generation of features that are okay. coming. Um, there's ideas of like mood trackers, uh, more content. And really we're just, we're putting this to teens and letting them okay. say like, Hey, what would you like to have in here? That'd be most effective. 
let's look at it with a clinical eye. And Elsa could talk more about this. Like we don't just want to do something that's gamifying the app or just like making it another YouTube ad. Like it has to be rooted in what we know to be effective to help mm. students with um, social and emotional issues that they're going through and challenges they're facing. So I think that's one. Um, I think more to come, we're still finalizing it. But I think the other huge um, thing that we are expecting, Elsa could talk a little bit, is a uh, research study that we're gonna be okay. conducting this next semester, which should get some more efficacy uh, behind, behind everything we're doing. So I don't know, Elsa, if you wanna talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I am really excited coming from academia and really wanting to make sure that we are developing something that is safe, that is effective, that we know is working and helping and how it's working and helping students. Uh, we are partnering with Northwestern University and their mm. Center for Behavioral Intervention Technologies, also known as CBITS, um, and some amazing uh, researchers there, specifically Dr. Jessica Schleider, um, to conduct an external third-party evaluation of how the app is being used in schools and how it is supporting um, student well-being and mental health, but also things like attendance, grades, how is it impacting school climate and culture? Because one of the things we do here in some of these unexpected potential benefits that we're hearing from our school partners is that there's this kind of like tangible shift in school climate or the way that students are engaging that is kind of far beyond the reach of just that like five minute exercise. So yeah. getting to look into that a little bit further um, is really important. And again, just to emphasize, you know, for us, we want to be the safe AI powered tool. And so having that third party evaluation is another way that we want to both demonstrate to ourselves and to others that, you know, this, this can actually help because it's, it's new, it's weird. It's scary. It's, it's out of the box yeah. in some ways. Yeah. yeah, well, and um, Josh, you guys at the beginning said, you know, in in the education arena, it, it, you're either you love AI or you're like, it's I think you mentioned Arnold Schwarzenegger coming to get you <laughs> like, <laughs> it's the devil, yeah. right? The Terminator. And, you know, another. So what we know is that students are self-reporting alongside to have a huge impact on them what we're hearing from our district partners and what we're seeing already kind of qualitatively and in the data is a big needle uh, that's being moved in kind of the climate and the culture there. And so this research um, that we're doing, one of the real impacts that we see it having is that we get lots of interest from counselors, teachers, principals, even like student services directors. And they're like, we need this thing. Like, we have to have this. This is going to augment and complement our shortages and make be a real difference maker. But you might have a school board member or a superintendent that maybe got freaked out by ChatGPT or something. And so having that efficacy is kind of like helps get over the finish line sometimes when there are some, you know, and just being realistic that like we're in early days of how are we hiring AI to help solve a problem? And so in this case is how are we doing safe AI with clinician grade intervention content? I, I hope you're able to, I hope you are marketing that language. Like safe AI yeah. just warms my heart. I am more on that Schwarzenegger side of the AI <laughs> spectrum. I use it often actually for work. I'm just not a fan of it. Uh, but safe AI is something that you would immediately have my attention with yeah. and 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 some of the biggest proponents of it are also still advocating for safe AI. So that that language yeah. um, should reach the whole gamut of, of folks. Uh, I am thrilled. I'm thrilled to see this. I, I really appreciate you taking the time. I'm glad that we could screen share. I'm glad we have this tool now for the high tech podcast um, to see it in action because this is a game changer. This this could be. I hope not. I hope not as often a lifesaver, but I'm happy that it that it could be there to impact lives in such a way that it could save theirs. So 
just so so cool thank you both for taking the time with us and we really appreciate you being on on the podcast to give light to this tool and and the the problem that you're working to solve thank you so much for having us it's been great absolutely absolutely all right uh we'll be wrapping up here in just a second the high-tech podcast always does a little debrief but in, in for now we'll uh, we'll hold on until next time thank you both well, I think it's fair to say that Dr. Elsa Fries and Scott Freskett have been our Sherpas who have carried us to the top of the mountain of, <laughs> oh, that was of there knowledge. The time. We, didn't, we only brought it up now. That's yep, a little sad. Yep. Uh, I wasn't I wasn't trying to th drop puns and stuff all over the place because it's, you know, you got yeah. Elsa and Freeze. We don't, don't want to be and, nerdy. And kiwi and llamas and, yeah. you know, there's, there's tons of things. I didn't say let it go it. once that entire episode. But now I did. <laughs> well done. Well done. No, uh, Dr. Freeze, thank you for being such a great yes, sport. We joked you. about that off air. So hopefully that's yes, appropriate yeah, on air. Totally but fun. anyways, um, such a great tool. I, I'm going to I'm going to stop. I'm going to I'm going to soapbox for one second. Um, mental okay. health is something is that matters. That, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Mental health is something that matters. And um, unfortunately, it costs money. I, I think that those who I've experienced in my life um, around me who have needed mental health and, and, and have not had the opportunity to take it because of costs and things like that, it's a big bummer to me. I've been fortunate enough to be uh, to have a consistent employer throughout my life that when I needed mental health assistance, um, I had employee assistance programs and, and I had the means to uh, seek out mental health support. I'm an adult. I'm, I'm a, I'm, I had a career at those times in my life when I needed those things. It was available. How much more important is it then for us to reach one of the most vulnerable populations, children, with a tool like alongside? I, I think this is one of those things that just write the check, folks. Like, yes, I, I, I have to be honest and say, okay, you know, everybody should check the tech and make sure it's secure and, and, you know, do your due diligence. That's fine. But if it's not alongside, there, there are some competitors out there. I'm sorry, alongside. The point is, I think they would agree with me on this. This issue matters and reaching kids is like the easiest, lowest common denominator we should be doing. Um, not only should we be doing it, but then hearing what Alongside's capable of doing and seeing it in action, I'm all the more encouraged that they have built the tool that can do this. I, I, I'm confident in what Elsa was showing us, in what Scott was showing us, that it can do the job of supporting kids who wouldn't otherwise have support. Um, I'm a little, I'm getting myself a little worked up about this. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll back down at this point, but I, I hope, How I hope dare you hear you care me. about kids, Will? Gosh. <laughs> Darn well, you, Will. What a monster. That's the thing. Do, am I wrong? I just, I really feel like this is something that like, this thing works. This is awesome. It's cool. It's fun. It's funny. And it's setting kids up for a lifetime of better skills and tools to be better for themselves, to be better to others that I wish I could have had those skills <laughs> sooner in my life. You know, yeah. I had to, I had to make some mistakes. I had to get hurt. I had to hurt some people emotionally. Now, I did never traumatized or hurt someone physically, you know, but I had to learn the lessons the hard way and then go seek um, professional help as an adult. And I, I just would love this to be available to children sooner um, through their educational process. I think it's so awesome. Yeah. No, I mean, I would agree. I mean, what am I going to say? You say, like, am I wrong? Yes, you're wrong. How do they, I don't Shut think, up, Will. I don't think mental health is an issue, really. I think everybody's healthy. I mean, look at our world, you know? Like, <laughs> it just it just screams healthy. Like, if, if, if I'm looking around, it just screams, we're okay. Um, the... <laughs> Nope. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think this is a thing. How works, many wars I, it, are yeah. going on right now? Yeah. Well, none really. Um, we're really good at that. Uh, anyway, that's a different story. That's, that's high, uh, history. I don't, that's, that'll be high, that'll high be, history right. podcast. That'll be, yeah, that'll be that. That means something very different than, <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> but, um, I, yeah, I, I agree. I really like this app. I think, What's, what's interesting, part of the reason Will and I asked the questions we did, right, is I, I already hear several people I know, their voices in the back of my head when they hear AI and counseling 
and I hear the reactions of like, here we go, robot counselors, like the, you know, like that's not what they're trying to do. I, I wanted to highlight this. I want to highlight again. The point is, is the spaces they're trying to fill are the spaces that aren't getting filled. Um, and yeah. they're finding ways yeah. really through AI technology to bring human counselors techniques that otherwise couldn't be there. They're using their app to do that. And I think that's a really cool thing. I think that's a, a cool idea. We saw it in the app example um, that uh, that Scott shared um, that there's, it's really cool how the tool works and interacts and it, it's not trying to replace human humans involvement in here right it's what it's trying to do is provide a resource um for students to be able to engage and be heard and, and in those moments where they may not have somebody to talk to that they have something that they can go to that is supported by the the institute or supported by the school right it's not that it's like just a tool that's there and the school gets to go to sleep and not deal with the students <laughs> like it's connected into their already su existing support structure so that it can fill places they're not able to fill and then escalate into and connect yeah. into the actual people who see them every week and care about them and want to be a part of their lives. It's a resource for that connection to be, to be able to happen in a better place. So yeah, I would agree. I, I, I think this tool is really cool. I think you should check it out. Um, I love the llama. We have expressed that multiple times. And uh, if I can, if I could have a pet llama named Kiwi, I probably would. I'm going to be honest. Uh, like, I don't know where I would put it. I live in a city home, so probably in my neighbor's yard. But like the, the <laughs> um, that's the best place to put a llama, you know, in your neighbor's yard. Yeah, exactly. That's where llamas belong. Anyway, I, I, go check I, it out. Uh, well, yeah. I, I'm just realizing that as you're saying that we haven't once said how. Uh, oops, alongside dot care is their website. Yes. So yeah, yeah. The, the full word alongside dot c a r e. Um, it is an yeah. app. That well, goes on devices. It's almost schools, like we but... assumed they would go to our website, hightechpod.us, and they would find the link there sure, because sure. Yeah, we I share see. that stuff every week. It would be kind of foolish to listen to the high tech podcast and not show sure. yeah, 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 look yeah, at yeah, those yeah. things, you know? I don't of know. Of course. It's kind of like please, listening to us go. and not watching the video. You know? <laughs> right. Why would you do that? Why wouldn't you watch yeah. on YouTube? Why wouldn't you want to see Okay, never you're, mind. I get it. You're right, Josh. My face is here. We get it. <laughs> shut up, shut up. None of that. <laughs> Um, another another point that I forgot uh, I wanted to mention about the tool, especially when it comes to AI, is that I personally, as a consumer, get frustrated when I go on my cell phone provider, for instance, and try and use the chat bot to get help and whatever. And it kind of it tries to act like a human, you know it 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 responds humanly and and there's a little name on it and whatever and. I know I'm talking to a bot, but it's it's presuming it's human. It's it's trying to f put a facade up there. Don't do that. You know, world world, don't do that. Alongside doesn't, and I really appreciate that. Alongside Scott made the point. They want the kids to know and have that feeling that they're talking to the llama. They're not talking to a human. It's not yeah, trying to be that either. Yeah. Um, you know, when, when we were talking, folks, if you weren't watching, when we were talking about the fact that like the text bubbles were coming up like a text message, it was it was prompts. The whole thing came on screen, but then there was some time between responses. Yeah. It wasn't like you were sitting there watching someone type. It's not trying to make it suggest that there's an AI robot counselor. That is not what the tool is. I want to, uh, you know, just say it very loudly, very clearly. It's it's something to help students do self-reflection, to do to do internal processing. Uh, if they don't have self-regulation, it's a tool on the outside helping them do that on the inside. Yeah. That's what it is. And and it's it's vetted, it's created, it's practiced, it's checked, it's it's managed by counselors. But it is not itself a tool trying to be a counselor, to take yeah. the stead of a counselor. It's a helpful tool that can be there for mental health when students need it, which is not usually when a counselor is available. I yeah. don't know. I've well, not I met like, a counselor I, who's 24 seven. Yeah. I like the example they use of the worksheet thing, like putting mm. it in that package that if this if really what they're doing is doing these types of worksheets or things they would have done anyway, but they're trying to make it a more creative engaging experience that actually meets them where they, they are at that moment or they need it. Right. Like, so Again, it's not, they're not saying don't go to a counselor. They're not saying don't engage right. with a counselor. They're saying in the places that were kind of 
Like, let's let's be real. Let's put it this way. In in the places in the whole process of care for students, that kind of sucks. Um, the what what is happening? I don't. <laughs> okay, just um, ignore me. Keep going. Okay, it's fine. People were very excited about what I just said. Um, the the uh, the place that it kind of sucks. Okay, they're coming in and trying to make that better, and I think that's that's the way I view it coming out of the conversation with them. So, yeah. Anyway, go check it out alongside dot care. I, I took it away from my screen. You got it. That's it. it. it alongside yeah, I got care. It. Nailed it. Okay. Um, <laughs> I realize I'm like leading to a conversation that I don't know. Um, or go to hightechpod.us and you can find the website page uh, where always. you can find out all the information and fun information about that. Thank you again, Scott. Thank you, Elsa. We greatly appreciate you spending the time with us. That's been episode 132, which is episode two in season six of the High Tech Podcast. Next week, uh, we're going to have episode 133. We're going to be joined by, forgive me not knowing this ahead of time, Pritton Shaw. I believe that's how I pronounce his name. We'll ask him next week and find out, and I will correct myself then, um, who's an expert in AI. He's dealing with a lot of things in AI. We're very excited to talk to him. He's got a book. He's got some information that's been pulled together. Uh, he found us, and we're actually you know, there are a lot of folks out there trying to talk about AI everywhere, but uh, this this is one of those ones that are legitimate. We really appreciate the opportunity here to talk to Britain. So that'll be next week uh, in episode 133. As always, find us on Twitter, YouTube, etc. at High Tech Podcast. Uh, some of them are at High Tech Pod, like Instagram and Reels or Threads or whatever those things are. Uh, if you'd like to be on the podcast, you just said so many things involved in social media that several of them are not apps. Like you find us, no. find us on reels. No, it's <laughs> sorry. Continue. Folks, continue. I don't social. So it's, I don't, I, I don't ironically, either, I do the social for the podcast. I don't social. Yeah. Um, if you'd like to be on the podcast, if you'd like to follow up with alongside, if you'd like to provide us more information, if you want to challenge us on something, we haven't had a challenger. We'd, we'd love to talk to a challenger. You didn't like an episode. You didn't like something that we talked about. Bring it on. Let's go toe to toe. Uh, we'll just record it and put it on air. Um, inbox at hightechpod.us. <laughs> Our website is hightechpod.us. Every single episode is paired with an episode page where Josh puts together some resources that you can use to get more information about the tools, the products, the ideas that we're talking about. Please do check that out and share it with everyone else. Always, always, always share, retweet, like, subscribe, those good things in the social spaces. That helps our voices reach more folks. If you think that we're doing a good job, share it, retweet, repost. We appreciate that. That'll get folks to hear us out there in the world. Thank you again for joining us for another week as we continue to learn what it looks like to harness technology, um, whether you are in the classroom or virtually online with a llama named Kiwi. Either way, we want to make sure all these technologies reach people where they are. So until next time, we'll see you. See ya.